Hey everyone, welcome to Locked on Lakers for Friday. Brian Kamenetsky, Andy Kamenetsky. Andy, I hope what happens in Vegas does not stay in Vegas because I want what happened in Vegas to be the rest of the season. We'll talk about it next. You are Locked on Lakers. Your daily Los Angeles Lakers podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thanks to everyone for making Locked On Lakers your first listen to every day, Monday through Friday, no matter how or where you get your podcast. This one's always free. It is never behind a paywall. And Locked On Lakers on YouTube is where you can go hang out with 22,000 subscribers, Andy, all of whom uh, I think are still buzzing about the 133.89 beatdown that the Lakers put on the New Orleans Pelicans in the semifinal of the in-season tournament on Thursday. Um, this one was gorgeous, <laughs> just beautiful. And as I say, I don't want this to stay in Vegas. Like this is like a like the fully realized version of the Lakers. We've been waiting, Andy, for them to play that game where we got a feel for their ceiling. <laughs> like, oh. Oh, this is what it can look like sometimes. Yeah, I mean, to be clear, I don't know if shooting, what was it, like 50% from behind the arc? They is... were 50% while the starters were in, and they finished at 49.6, or 49, 48.6. Right. right. So, yeah. 17, for th 17 for 35 from behind the arc. Like, I don't know if that is sustainable over the course of the season, although – I mean, he's not the main story of this game. If you're looking at players, the main story is clearly LeBron, and we will get into LeBron. But if you are looking at what is starting to feel happily like more sustainable trends when it comes to three-point shooting, Torian Prince made five threes in yep. this game. And five of you, nine. Yeah, you and I, um, it was maybe like three weeks ago where we were talking about whether or not Torian should move to the bench. Like just the idea that he needed his minutes reduced, that they were, you know, we weren't looking to take him out of the rotation entirely and we weren't giving up on him as a player, but we were just saying like right now he's, you know, at the time, this is also when the Lakers were missing. We should, we will get into this as well. Some of the wings that have clearly unlocked a lot of what this team can do yes. defensively. <laughs> so yeah. you had, you had Torian, defending assignments that don't play to all of his strengths on top of not being able to make outside yeah, shots. That's That was the thing. He just wasn't making – the reason we thought he needed might need to move out of the starting line, he wasn't making shots. Right. Well, the last, he came into uh, Thursday's game over his last seven sh shooting uh, almost 47 or 48% from three. That went up um, yeah. on Thursday. So – if he is making shots, and this is actually a debate that that it's a discussion that's worth having, sort of had a little bit tonight on Twitter. Um, when he's making shots, there are actually a ton of reasons where you'd want to keep him in the starting lineup, um, which we will not necessarily break down. But I will say this: I mean, for the time being, neither one of us is calling to take him out of the starting lineup. No, but I'm just saying, like, there's a reason to give him this many minutes and all these kinds of stuff when he's making shots. But the the shooting more broadly. 
And we'll get to LeBron here because LeBron was a huge part of the shooting. Where you know, and and you know, he made all four of his three pointers um, on Thursday night. When the Lakers should, this is why shooting is so important. <laughs> like when the Lakers shoot like this, and maybe fifty percent is unsustainable. Okay, fine, but when they shoot well, and other parts, you know, they're paying attention defensively. And all, you really see what this is supposed to look like, what it means to open up the shooting lanes, and what it is to have you know, the space for LeBron to do stuff and what the offense can look like, what making shots like this does for their defense, like everything. It's like, oh, oh, this is nice. The Lakers are not going to lose many games where they shoot well in this way. Uh, It's not going to happen. There were five rotation guys, um, Torian Prince, LeBron James, Cam Reddish, D'Angelo Russell, Rui Hachimura, and Austin Reeves, so make that six rotation players who made at least one three in this game. Reeves made three, D'Lo made two. We said uh, LeBron made four and Torian five. Like, this was just an insane game from behind Mm -hmm. there. It's actually, it's interesting. This game began in a way that had you a little bit concerned because they were getting crushed, you know, stop me if you've heard this before at times over this season. They were getting absolutely killed by another team on the offensive glass. Like New Orleans New Orleans had with I think like 7 minutes left in the first half, they already had nine offensive rebounds. And they had something like seven second chance points. I want to say in the first 5 minutes of this game. So you're getting concerned like, uh uh-oh. And in the meantime, too, the Lakers have had some games where uh, their opponents have done pretty well against them from behind the arc. They're four of nine New Orleans uh, from behind the arc after the first quarter. And they actually – it's hard to believe given what the final score was. But the first quarter ended with New Orleans up a point. Mm -hmm. So – I wasn't at that point worried about the Lakers losing this game because there was, you know, it was a one point game and there's three quarters to go. But I was worried about certain things that have hurt the Lakers in, in, at times when they have not played well because some of those things, uh, yes. also too, six turnovers for the Lakers in the first quarter. That was the big one to me. D'Angelo Russell, who's been quite good taking care of the ball um, this season. Very uncharacteristically sloppy. He had three turnovers in the first quarter alone. Right, finished so like, with four. He got much better, but like he right. was he was sloppy at the beginning of the game. But but the first quarter, in a lot of ways, felt like the blueprint for either beating the Lakers or the Lakers beating themselves. Mm-hmm. But then, second quarter came around, and LeBron basically said, "Not on my watch, mother bleepers." Mm-hmm. No, what was. What I what I thought was interesting about this, you know, and this was LeBron led. Like they came out of the in the first quarter was up and down. The Lakers got off to a good start. They got off to a little lead. I think it was like a twenty three to five run or something that New Orleans made to take the lead back. And then after that, the Lakers. Herb Jones was fantastic. He really New was. Orleans in good the first player. quarter. So, you know, but what I the the Lakers did come out with with energy and, and effort and all that kind of stuff. And they kind of weathered the only punch that New Orleans had. But what I really thought was amazing about this run 
the Lakers went on. It was like a two and a two quarter run. <laughs> was you know New Orleans was energy, and they were you know they they came out and they were they were, they were excited, and they're the young team that's kind of trying to do what Indiana did in the uh, in the afternoon game, you know, getting to the finals and put themselves in the map and all this kind of stuff. And the Lakers matched the energy, and but they also responded after a couple sloppy plays early with execution. It was we'll we'll match your energy, and we're going to add a layer of execution on top of this New Orleans Pelicans, and let's see if you can keep up with that. And that was what was impressive to me. The Lakers were so on point defensively. Um, especially, but offensively as well. And at the center of it, and we will talk about him next, Andy, was LeBron James, who clearly, as Andy Kamenetsky predicted, really wants to win the in-season tournament and would yes, like to be the MVP. Yes, he um, would. So he's going to have to steal it away from Tyrese Halliburton. But uh, we'll see how that goes because uh, LeBron usually gets what he wants. Talk about it next. Locked on Lakers is brought to you by PrizePix, the largest independently owned daily fantasy sports platform in North America. And instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks, you can pick more than or less than on two to six players, their stats projections, and just watch the winnings roll in up to 25 times your money. And with basketball in full swing, you can pick combo projections across football and basketball from the Specials League, created specifically for projections that include two or more players from different sports or leagues. For example, LeBron James, Travis Kelsey, at a 10.5 combo of three-pointers made in receptions. And with prize picks, their reboot policy, your entries stay in play, even if one of your players gets injured for NFL games, NBA games. If you have a player who exits in the first half for an injury, doesn't return in the second half, that player is rebooted. PrizePix is the only daily fantasy sports platform with injury insurance. So go to prizepix.com slash LockedOnNBA. Use the code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to 100 bucks. Again, prizepix.com slash LockedOnNBA. PrizePix, daily fantasy sports made easy. You know, on this show, you get a lot of in-depth analysis and hot takes, right? Well, let me give you my hottest take of the day. The best lineup in LA and the surrounding areas right now is the lineup of auto loans at Logix. They start off at the top with my favorites, the proven and dependable new and used vehicle loans. You can count on these guys to give you low rates and save you big time bucks. Next, They've got an exciting new rookie sensation in their electric vehicle loans with super low rates and flexible payment terms. Rounding out their lineup, they've got their auto refinancing loans and lease buyout loans. With these guys, you can lower your monthly payments and get on the road to owning your car faster. Look, I know it's a hot take, but seriously, no one can beat the lineup at Logix. Visit your local Logix branch right here in LA and the surrounding areas. Let one of their amazing team members help you or just apply online in minutes at logixbanking.com forward slash car. That's L-O-G-I-X banking.com forward slash car. Before we get to LeBron, I saw our friend Arash Markazi at the Sporting Tribune tweeted out that the Lakers, I guess, confirmed that they will not be hanging a banner if they win the in-season tournament this year. Um, 
Is there anyone anywhere who thought they were going to? Me. Really? Yes. You thought they'd hang a banner? Yes, because if there are banners being made for this thing and the Lakers win, the Lakers are the team you actually need to hang a banner because you want to give this thing legitimacy. Mm -hmm. If the Lakers don't hang a banner, if banners were made available, if you have the banner option, then you are making it look like, well, this is the junior varsity trophy. This is the championship that doesn't count as much. Like, I actually thought i mean maybe there are no banners being given out for this thing and if there are no that would banners, be the right way to do it well look i i can honestly i see the argument for if you want to give this thing as much legitimacy and cultural cachet you should be doing banners you should be doing trophies i mean a parade is too much logistical stuff right now but parade i'm just is, saying parade is a little much parade is parade is a little much there there it's it, you don't play enough rounds, you know, blah, 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 blah. But I, if there okay. are, if there are no banners, there are no banners, but like the idea of all oh, the Lakers wouldn't do it. No, to me, the Lakers are precisely the team that if you're the NBA, you need. Right. So the, the, di the difference is what you're talking about is the NBA would make them essentially make them. Oh, I, that, let's see what happens on what the argument, the, the argument you're making is actually an interesting one that I haven't really thought about. So, I mean, I'll tell you right work. now, if there are banners made available, Adam Silver is going to be inside the crypt in the rafters hanging might, that he, thing up. He might have to. <laughs> but anyway, um, let's uh, well, let's table this conversation because it was a different answer than I thought I was going to get. Uh, let's talk about LeBron James because if there is a, an MVP trophy, and there is for the tournament, he wants it. And this guy has played at just like this, something about these tournament games have really dialed him in. He was great um, the other night against Phoenix, great again against New Orleans, and even better, got to do all of this greatness in only 23 minutes. 23, by the way, his number. I mean, talk about just everything being on point from LeBron. I mean, I, I've already said now, you know, multiple times, I, I said this in mid-November, I thought LeBron – you know, he had projected a lot of seriousness and like enthusiasm about this tournament. And I had thought from the beginning, he wants to win this thing just in case and a thing in NBA culture, he will be part of history as being, you know, the leader and probable MVP of the inaugural in-season tournament. Got an interesting tweet though from at more than muscle, mind over muscle. People also forget that each of these games are technically closeout games. And LeBron is all about closeout games. I That's love true. that take. That's, That's a really, really interesting, interesting way of looking at it. Like in a single elimination <laughs> tournament, like LeBron like, would have won the NCAAs every year he played. Yeah, I mean, you know, has LeBron lost a closeout game before? Of course he has. But his overall track record in closeout games is pretty damn good. Pretty good. Um, you know, just the 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 control and look the efficiency on Thursday with 30 points and on nine of 12 and all four of your, your, your uh, three pointers and all eight of your free throws. Like, Oh, and by the way, eight, uh, speaking of control, eight assists against zero, turnovers. zero turnovers. There is a, um, you know, and obviously a level of efficiency that is even when LeBron is at his best, it doesn't really do this. But what I really think is like 
I listened to Torian Prince on the radio broadcast um, after the game, and he was asked about LeBron's attitude about this, you know, how he's playing and all these other things. And it is very clear when you listen to Prince's answer, you know, about the way he prepares and, and all this other stuff that the seriousness with which he took this was both based in what you're talking about. I think like there's a thing out there that he hasn't won. I think he'd like to go win it. Mm -hmm. um, but also just in the sense of like the value of even for a team with some veterans on it, practicing winning something. Like we we talked about that quote from after the Suns game. Like there's something out there to win. <laughs> like let's go do it. There I, really the more this goes on, and I think there's a direct correlation to the the precision and activity with the which with the Lakers have played six of these games to this point. It cannot be fluky, um, and kind of as a dress rehearsal for what hopefully will be coming in the spring. Yeah, you know, James Worthy was the first person. I don't remember which round of these in-season tournaments it was, but he was the first person that I heard talk about this in terms of prep for the playoffs. Mm -hmm. Like, th this is something that gets you just in the mindset of not just looking to win something, that there's like an end game involved in this, the same way there's an end game for the NBA playoffs, but just... The idea of pr mental preparation mm -hmm. for something like this, you know, the, in, right now you're looking at every single game. If you if you are taking this seriously, and clearly the Lakers are, and quite frankly, the f I think most of these teams have taken this quite seriously since the outset. But right, and the, and the ones that weren't will next year. Right, but like the more this has gone along, it's no accident that the majority of these games have been really close the further along we've gone because all of these teams really want to win this thing, but they're all kind of game sevens in their own right. Like in terms of the way you have to treat this as win or go home. Right. And you're like, and like this, the, even if, you know, you, you mentioned the idea of the, you know, hanging a banner or whatever, like I'm, I'm not putting this tournament on the level of the NBA championship because it's not, it's not, but <laughs> The idea of if you want to win this thing, you have to play at a game seven level of no mistakes, playing the right way, bringing out the best of your out of yourself in this one game. Like by definition, that's what it is. There is enough to it. No, but LeBron James, I'm going to tell you, like, yeah, it's you know, I'm treating this exactly the same as I would a game seven. You know, the stakes are different. Like the Lakers lose on Saturday to Indiana, which could happen because the only team that might be more hyped about this thing than the Lakers is Indiana and Tyrese Halliburton. As much as you know, the NBA wanted this to be Lakers, Bucks, LeBron, Giannis. Like, I mean, yes, they did. Right. The the I wanted it. I wanted Indiana to win. The the opportunity though for the league to showcase this real superstar talent in Halliburton mm -hmm. in this type of setting, that ain't the worst consolation prize. It's not at all. I think it's the best turn. It's the best result for the for the league because they'll sell tickets actually in the venue because the Lakers are there. It's, it turns into a Lakers home game, but they get to put Tyrese Halliburton on TV. So you still have the draw, but now you can put a couple extra stars. Like Halliburton is a transcendent talent. 
and needs to be on television more often. And look, I mean, for these guys, it kind of is the Super Bowl. It's like their chance to get themselves in a place where they're going to earn a couple extra flex games out of this. We're going to put, you know, Halliburton on. So he, it's a great venue for the league to get some of these other stars on television. Didn't work out for Zion uh, on, on Thursday, but that's a different issue. And even for a team like the Lakers, like they've been, they've had too much experience to say, okay, yeah, it's a game seven. Like it's exactly the same because it's not exactly the same, but there's enough there where you can pretend, where you can use it as a dress rehearsal. You know, you did theater, I did some, and like we've all, it's like the dress rehearsal isn't the performance, but it's different than regular rehearsal. It is a mm-hmm. step higher than that. And that's what this is. And I, and I, I feel like there's, that's the part about this tournament that I really underestimated was the value for teams that goes beyond the money, but I want to talk about the money next. <laughs> the Lakers is brought to you by Jace Medical, and we all use sports to escape from the crazy realities of real life, but unfortunately, real life never goes away for good. And according to the FDA, pharmacies are running out of antibiotics like amoxicillin right in the middle of the worst flu season in over a decade. We've seen over the last few years what happens when the supply chain gets bogged down for whatever reason with whatever product. It's really stressful. Thankfully, Jace Medical can help alleviate that stress. The Jace case is a pack of five different antibiotics to treat a long list of bacterial illnesses, including UTIs, respiratory infections, sinusitis, skin infections, among other stuff. And there are medicines that could be handy to have if your doctor wanted to prescribe them, but for whatever reason, access isn't readily available. So visit jacemedical.com, complete your physician encounter. It will be reviewed by a board certified physician and your medications will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. It has never been more important to be prepared than right now. Go to jacemedical.com, use the offer code locked on to get $20 off your order. Reminder, the Lakers play the Pacers Saturday at 5.30 p.m. Pacific time. The Lakers in the finals of the first ever in-season tournament. You can catch every basket of the Lakers hometown broadcast with Sirius XM on the SXM app. Search Lakers. It's going to be really fascinating, Andy, to watch a game on Saturday where essentially, at at least the only tangible thing does not count in the standings, where guys are 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 just playing for money where the reward is straight cash <laughs> and i don't I, it's, it's a perfect amount it's a means it's a meaningful amount of money to certainly the guys near closer to the end of the bench the younger players but you know even somebody like prince i mentioned earlier on his on this post game show that money came up and he's like yeah we want to go like that's 10 percent of even like what tory and prince makes in a year and then most of us, given a chance to earn 10% of our income in a day, would bring a little extra something to work. But it's just a strange thing. It's not a playoff game, so you're not working towards your postseason goals. Um, it doesn't count in the standings, but you're playing for a giant freaking pot of money. And then whatever sort of comes with it. it, it it's, a, it's a really interesting thing that I we've covered the league for a long time. I've never seen a game like this before. Well, I mean, to put it in perspective, you talked about how it's a tenth of 
you know, Torian Prince's yearly salary, this one game, even a guy like D'Angelo Russell, who makes, I believe it's 17 and a half or 18 and a half, it's still about double a game check. You know, like it, you start having to really get to the upper, upper guys, the LeBrons, the ADs, before the money starts seeming, I don't know, ins- inconsequential enough that you could wonder if they care. But it's been made pretty clear guys around the league care. Yes. I mean, and look, in certain respects, it's pretty refreshing because one of the reasons that a lot of people, and I'll include myself in there, were skeptical about what this thing was and at the very least could it take off quickly was just the idea that it's $500,000. And I know $500,000 isn't nothing. And I know that these guys even have a sense that $500,000 isn't nothing but they make so much money, would $500,000 actually be enough to be a motivating force? The answer is clearly yes. Mm-hmm. I think the competition of it all and the setup and you know these guys are competitive psychopaths. Like I don't I don't want to sell these guys short just in terms of the way they're wired, mm-hmm. but look, they they are just like the rest of us. They care about money. And you know we see billionaires commit financial crimes all the time <laughs> to try they, to get like a little bit more. Yeah, I mean they certainly care about money, and if you know people worth like tens of billions of dollars will commit crimes to get you know an extra two million dollars, it stands to reason that NBA players worth anywhere from tens yeah. of hundreds of millions of dollars could still want an extra 500k well, look, you for doing their job. You don't, you don't have a lot to do it. You don't, you know, a huge need for it, but to fight, you know, you can turn around and hand that money to any number of people, which I'm sure a lot of these guys will. Um, want to note some of the other performances that the Lakers got 16, 15, 5, 2, and 2 from Anthony Davis. He only played 31 minutes, um, was extremely active in this game. D'Lo, aside from those early turnovers, he finished with 14 points, two of five from three-point range. Austin Reeves, I thought was great. Um, you know, kind of he was certainly treating this like a big game, bright lights moment. He had 17, five, and seven. Um, it's just like I was so impressed again with the the level of execution in this game from the Lakers. Um was Better, certainly, than anything we've seen this year, and especially in combination with the energy that was required to face a Pelicans team that really wanted this game. And also, like, oh, by the way, the Pelicans are a good team. Like, they, this, we've been waiting to see the Lakers dismantle a good team, and that's what they did. Boy, the, the Pelicans just, you know, they, they played hard, and like I said, they were up by a point after the first, uh, first quarter, but they got taken, like you said, out of sorts, dismantled. When things started going bad, it started going. The Lakers really. had an answer for everything they tried to do. Yeah. And, you know, Darvin talked after the game about just how now having this full complement of wings, and they basically have their roster other than Gabe Vincent, but there's so much now of a longer, more athletic team. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just being able to throw out some combination at all times of Cam Reddish, of Jared Vanderbilt, of Max Christie, of Torian Prince, of Rui Hachimura, who in a lot of ways serves as a defensive wing. 
it has this effect that allows Anthony Davis to be the best version of himself defensively. It allows LeBron to be the best version of himself at this particular stage of his career defensively. Mm -hmm. It even allows some of the weaker links like you know, D'Angelo Russell and Austin Reeves to be the best version of themselves. Because they don't have to guard well above their station consistently. You can put people into their positions of strength. You know, in the case of D'Lo, it's like, can you put some, get some hand, be in places where you can get, you know, uh, some, some hands on, on passes and stuff like that. For Reeves, it's, you know, can you be a good team, pretty good team defender in terms of awareness of where he's supposed to be. Prince, it's like, okay, we no longer need you to guard the best player on the other team, which you're not really, that's not your jam. But what you can do is guard the second or third bet. Like you can guard the other teams. Or at all court. times. Like, you know, he guarded right. Kevin Durant at times. On possession, every like I saw, you know, Halliburton get matched up with Brooke Lopez today. Like, that's not the intention. It always is going to happen, but like in terms of what you're designing. And I think that you can always have a you can always have Reddish and Vanderbilt on the floor as a starting point. If you need to add something to that for the moments that that Davis is sitting down, you can. You can do a lot of stuff though. But what you don't have to sacrifice, and this is part of the reason I think, as we as we talk about somebody like Prince, like when everybody is slotted where they ought to be, you don't have to sacrifice spacing by saying, you know what, we need to put Jared and Cam Reddish on the floor at the same time, because that over time is not a good formula. Um, you know, Reddish hit one of his two three-pointers today. Vanderbilt didn't take one, but you're going to have real spacing issues with those guys sharing the floor for extended periods of time. And, you know, you don't want AD stepping out and taking too many three-pointers. You want that floor space for him. And, and so, you know, somebody like Christie can come in and do those things. A credible shooter uh, with a real jump shot can generate his own shot. Rui's obviously shot really well. They just, it, it, it puts everyone where they're supposed to be. And it's not going to be like it was on Thursday every night, Andy. But like we just haven't seen in enough games with them together. And by the way, I believe Ru Russell mentioned, I think, that like Hachimura and Vanderbilt are still on minutes restrictions. So mm -hmm. Darwin's hands are a little bit tied. But like you got the taste Thursday for what this could look like. And it's something that Lakers fans have been begging for all year long. Yeah, two really quick things before we go. Um, first, with the idea of what like what the wings do for this team in terms of unlocking different defensive combinations and just you know bringing out the best version of each other. And also, I think what Darvin wants this is the second game where Jackson Hayes has been the only big off the bench, like true big off the bench. Yep. And Christian Wood, had this not turned into a blowout, likely would play. not have played at all. And I. Given who's there right now and what we're seeing, Hayes fits into that much better because he's more athletic. He is more switchable. Like there have been times where Darvin's had Hayes out on the perimeter guarding. Like we've seen this happen enough that it's not. I, it's not his primary. No, they're assignment. not asking him to like drop and stay back at the basket and all that. Like kind not of at stuff. all like, times. And, no. and I think it's it's because it fits this athletic mode. Also, just wanted to mention the Lakers cutting in this game was so good. Mm -hmm. And I mean and I mean everybody from Rui yep. to Delo to I think Vando nobody's to, standing around and that shows you how much that they were invested into the game. Yeah, I mean and there are a lot of guys on this team that actually cut very well. Yep. Like Rui has become an extremely good 
cutter. He finds a lot of his baskets around the rim just by sneaking into a spot. Yeah, no question. Uh, Lock on Lickers on YouTube is where you can go hang out with 22,000. Very excited people looking forward to the uh, finals of this uh, tournament on Saturday against Indiana. I don't know, probably like, you know, 6.15 in the morning, given what Vegas no, did. It is, at, it is at, I want to make sure this is clear, it is at 5.30 Pacific time. Uh, the Lakers in the finals for the first ever in-season tournament. You can catch every basket of the Lakers' hometown broadcast with Sirius XM on the SXM app, Search Lakers. So 5.30 Pacific time. Much serious. Much the serious people want us to be accurate. Much more reasonable time. Uh, we will see everyone after that game. <laughs>